my mind is running away. It's running away with so many thoughts and beliefs that aren't even mine. I don't know where most of them come from. Somewhere, sometime, deep in my childhood. Or something that I applied along the way. I don't know. I don't know how much of what plays on record, on the record player, on the track of my mind, is me, is truly me. It just sounds like it's going off all the time and if I see it, if I recognize it, then it can't be me. Then I know that it isn't me. And I'm really grateful for that because sometimes when I catch what's playing, it's horrifying. It's anxiety-ridden. It's evil. It's dark. It's the disguise of my ego really attacking and torturing me through the faces and thoughts of other people. It's dark very often and sometimes when I catch myself thinking when I catch my thoughts the easiest and best thing that I have found to do so far is just to slow down It seems like my mind just has a lot of activity and goes without me. It's kind of always on its own ride to nowhere. It's always spinning, always creating, always making, but it's not it's not creating. It's not the process of creation. It's just my mind. And I can't really honor its process as as creation because it is not a creator. It doesn't create from source so when it creates whatever it makes is not in touch with the truth of me is not in touch with source is not in touch with love my mind doesn't know love it knows only fear 
it knows only the body's discomfort and dis-ease. It doesn't know that which I truly am. And when I am reminded of that which I truly am through the agony of my mind, through the anxiety of my body, when I remember my truth, I'm truly grateful and it's almost like all of it is a sign pointing me to the truth. Thank God for the contrast because the contrast is invaluable. I did a calm meditation today and the quote at the end said, we're not linear people. We're cycle people. And I thought about in my own life how even when adopting new habits and practices that I know are good for me, are are better for me, and that I truly want, and that I love, I, I, I like, but then I fall off for a few days because I make some bad decisions. I make some choices that for one reason or another don't stick to the initial routine or habit or plan. And I keep falling off and maybe it's because I forget that I forget how it feels when I fall off after a while and I'm, and I'm like, I really miss my routine. I really miss the thing that's good for me. It's like I, I forget the, I forget the feeling, how good it feels and it takes the bad feeling to remind me of the good feeling. Whereas if I just had myself on a tight rope, if I had a, I want to say noose, but that doesn't sound like something I would do to my friend. I want to say grip, but that also doesn't sound like something that holds a lot of compassion. Is there a better way to stick to our plan? Can I remember how good this feels when I sit here and record? Can I remember how good it feels when I sleep early and wake up early, energized? Can I remember how good it feels? How much peace I have 
when I exercise. And more and more I know these things. It's just that when I make the bad decision that doesn't involve these things, it's because I'm thinking of telling some story that makes it seem like what I am doing in the present moment is better than sticking to my original plan. And it's a gift in a way, and I could see how it's connected to my gift of always creating, storytelling, new stories, new ideas, new ways of doing and being. I really love new, and I really have a gift for thinking of new things and new ways. I have a strong appreciation for doing something differently. But is there a way that I can perhaps still do something differently and still stick to doing it? Maybe that's this, the missing ingredient. Maybe it's because I haven't put any focus on refining the original plan and making it better or looking forward to how it could be better over time. Because the routine or the habit or the practice refines itself over time just as we show up just by showing up. But in order for me to be more in touch with that, perhaps, I would need to intentionally think about how I could refine it over time myself so that I have the excitement to keep doing it, to keep following it. And I'm just thinking out loud. I'm trying to make the original plan. I'm trying to make what I am about to stick to more appealing for me. How can I look forward to the same thing? Whether I've done it many times or even if I've just done it once, because I know me, I know how I love new things, new thoughts, new ideas, new ways. And it truly is a gift. But the other part of me and the other part of my success really comes from sustaining one idea, one habit, one routine. And I think that's true for all of us, even the greatest of creators, even people who spend all day in the process of creation. There needs to be certain things that are in place. And for those things to be in place, you need to put them in place and you need to keep them in place. So how do you do that? Especially if you're like me and you really love new. Well, 
one thing that I can relate this to is is the area of exercise. My best friend, when we would work out together years ago, he would always, always, without fail in every workout, every day, write down his progress. And when you're writing it down, it doesn't look like progress, right? You're just writing down the number, the number of reps, the weight that you used. But what happens when you do that day after day is that, yes, you are writing down your progress because you are writing down data, which now allows you to track and to measure your progress. And I think that if I remember correctly, when I would comment on how how crazy he was, I think that was the, the way I put it back then. How crazy he was for writing down every single number, every single time. If I remember correctly, I think he would say in, re- in response, I love progress. And maybe in one way or another, over the years, he's probably said, it's what keeps me going. And today I actually did my fit test for insanity. And I realized that though I'd been using this small whiteboard to, to measure my progress, that I really could be doing a better job of keeping track of it. And that if I really wanted to take it seriously, I should, as I had originally thought that I would do, I should carry those measurements onto my Excel sheet on the computer. Everything that we do in life, we can find five minutes to to track, measure, and intentionally monitor and set goals for the next time, even if it's just an estimate. We can we can do that for ourselves. And we can do that so that not only do we look forward to doing it the next time, but where you set intention, there's bound to be more progress. So all of this leads to even more progress for you. And not to mention that you're sticking to your new habit. I think if I just use the story of my own life and thinking that I don't have time, where in reality I haven't made time, right? I've forgotten to enter the 
data into my Excel sheet. And then um, I would only remember when it was time for the next fit test and I had my little whiteboard and had the old, the old numbers on it from the last fit test. And then I would just draw a line and, and put a little divider and then put my new numbers on it. And it was nice to have the comparison there. And it's nice to have something really easy to write on. But for me to really get the most out of these workouts, and for me to get the most out of myself, for me to push myself to the max, I really need to spend five minutes and really be intentional with putting that data onto an Excel sheet. And I assume that that one piece of my life, when I look forward to the next workout, or I at least just know that tomorrow I'm going to do plyometric cardio circuit, whatever the workout is, then I'm also prepping the rest of me. I'm making sure I'm more likely to eat well. I'm more likely to sleep well because I know that, I mean, tomorrow's workout is on my mind and I know that I need to be well rested for it. I can also imagine that if it's a long day and it's one of those days where I'm cleaning and I don't, I'm cleaning my house and I don't drink enough water, I imagine that this will also motivate me to make sure that I, that I do. So it's interesting how just our care and our striving for excellence and doing what we need to do in just one area in our life helps to even regulate the other areas in our life. Just with five minutes a day. I think this is one of the best things that I've learned from my best friend who runs the Stop Sinking Show podcast. Go check him out. He would always say that if it takes less than five minutes just to do it. And he's modeled that his whole life. But... um. I think only recently I've come to understand that because five minutes go by in the blink of an eye, literally, they're gone before you know it. Like, where does that time even go? So if you can do something, if you can actually make something out of five minutes, if you can get something done in five minutes, then go do that. Then that is the best use of that time. That's the best use of five minutes that you could possibly find. And maybe it's maintaining something, caring for something, wiping something down, putting in some data into an Excel sheet. Right? Something that is helping something else 
that is contributing to something else. And maybe all of life is, or a lot of life is, filled with these, all these different pieces that all help each other out and work together to ultimately contribute to who you want to be and your highest version of yourself. If it takes less than five minutes, just do it. And you'll probably see that the more you do it, the faster you get at doing it. So maybe it takes two and a half minutes instead of five. And now you're this, this thing that you once thought you didn't even have time for. Now it becomes natural. Now you're doing three things, three extra things in five minutes time. Whereas you thought you didn't, you couldn't even do one thing, one of those in that five minutes time. I think for me, the obstacles that have been in the way of that are, of course, my mind, right? Because I'll, I'll have the, the thought, or I want to say, um, the thought which comes to me is, is what I refer to as inspiration. So I'll get the idea to do something, whether it's, um, clean something or, um, um, something else like entering, uh, data into, into an Excel sheet. And my mind will then make it bigger than it really is. So my mind will, when it comes to cleaning, it will, it will manifest in the form of OCD where it will, it will feel some kind of disgust and it, it won't want to do it. And I was actually this way for a long time. And my partner would actually clean the hair out of the shower drain which half of was mine. And I realized that the more that I would do it is that these things are just a part of life and putting them off. Whether it's cleaning something or thinking that you don't have enough time to enter a few numbers into, into the true place where they belong. These excuses that you give yourself keep you from the person that you ultimately want to be. The one that you know you can be. But you yourself hold yourself back because you listen to your mind. And more and more I'm realizing that, I mean, I'm really thankful when my mind... Um, there's, there's been a voice in my head lately that has been saying, you don't need to clean that. And I don't remember hearing it before um, in maybe the last two years that I've had 
or think that I've had OCD. In the last few weeks, maybe, there's been a voice in my head that's been saying, you don't need to clean that. And sometimes I do anyway. Today, I heard the voice and it said, um, you know, you don't, you don't need to clean that. You don't, you don't need to do that. And, and I, I listen to it. Other times I ask it, who are you? Who are you? Because I really don't know these voices that I hear in my head. Are they some kind of guide? Are they the universe? Or are they me? Are they my fear mind? I don't know. I think if I've gathered any data about this, it would be that the voice speaks right away without me thinking. And it feels more, it feels more automatic than, than my own contemplating. So for that reason, I think I trust it and recognize that it might not be the product of my mind, but I'm still not sure. And I've been asking to, to make this clearer to me. One thing I thought of while I was just saying this is my best friend saying when a while ago when I told him that I was writing to my dad and my dad passed away when I was a kid. And I would tell him that I'm not really sure if I'm talking to my dad or I'm just talking to myself. And he would say, What's the difference? Or when I would tell him that I'd write to God, but I wasn't really sure if, if it was God talking back to me in the conversation or if it was me and me. And he would say, what's the difference? If I think about that, the only thing that I think that I am worried of is, is it a voice in me that comes from my fear mind? And honestly, I don't, I don't know if there is a voice in me that does come from my fear mind. 
It's like the voices within me. They don't come from my head and I can almost, I can almost differentiate that because when I'm stuck in a pattern of rumination and my mind is just running off, I could really sense and feel almost that that, that, that comes from my headspace, literally. It comes from the highest part of my, it comes from between my ears. I wanted to say highest part of my body, but not actually my, not actually the crown of my head. It comes from between my, somewhere between my ears, but not the top of my head. Because that's, that's probably connected to directly to source. That's probably got a halo of light, but a a long tunnel all the way to the sky. A long tunnel of light. I probably walk around with that light all the time. But just beneath that can be a really dark and confusing and I guess just really active place and that's okay too. It's just my mind. It's just it's just running all the time. And I was thinking about today how I'm there's so much that I have to do just on a daily basis just to survive my mind. Just to survive just to survive my mind. There's just a lot of activity in there. And I wouldn't trade that either if it didn't mean that I didn't have any of my gifts, even one of them. So my intelligence, my brilliance, my storytelling, my emotional connection, my capacity to feel, my ability to make connections. I wouldn't trade any of my gifts, any of my beauty, even just to get rid of what is between my ears. I don't think that it's easy for a lot of people and in ways it's not easy for anyone having a human mind is just comes with just comes with its own set of experiences right when you tune into your mind a human being at any given time in their life can find thoughts that are highly disturbing that they really don't like it's just the human mind and it's got it's got a record player of its own and 
You don't have to be what it plays. Whatever it plays is not you. And I would argue that if it's playing a lot of stuff that you don't like, you've got to put stuff in it that you do. You've got to put your own record in there. And the more and more you do that, the more you listen to the music you like, the more you focus on the things that make you feel good, the things you enjoy doing, the things you enjoy creating, the more you do the stuff that you love to do, the less it will play on its own, the less it will play its neurotic records, and the more it will start to play yours, the more it will start to look for the answers to your questions. But you've got to, as much as you can, as best as you can, and throughout your life, set the tone and the tune of your mind. Because it's, it's going to play its own music if you don't. And it will somewhat anyway. So the best thing that you can do for your sanity and for your best life is to put as many of the songs and the records and the music in there that you like. The things that you enjoy, the things that you want to see, the things that you create. And the more and more you show up for your life, the more and more you do that which you enjoy. The mind will gradually gravitate to what is taking up most of your time. So don't follow your mind. Follow your heart and your mind will follow you. I love you. I'll see you. Take care.